Paso a Paso <laughs> podcast. Congratulations. Oh my God. How did you do that? <laughs> Thank you. And that's the best way to start this. Thank you, Catherine, who will introduce again here. Welcome back to the Paso Paso podcast. I'm Miles, and this is episode 50. Yay! How did it happen? How did it happen? Just a lot of conversations, and we're going to have another one today. And uh, would you like to introduce yourself? My name's Catherine Horsey, and I am the coordinator of Taos School Zone, which is a special project of the Taos Community Foundation and what is called a collective impact organization, which means that we bring together the resources of the community, nonprofits, schools, teachers, um, to uh, create better outcomes for kids. Thank you, Catherine. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, I have to say at this point, I'm a big fan. So I've got to know you over the years. You, you do you do work other people aren't doing, which is important for our community. And you also are not afraid of what comes out of it, I would say. Um, and you push ahead. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We have done, or you have done, but we have, I guess, uh, we've already had an interview in the past about what Tal School Zone is. Um, we've talked about the ways in which many people... Uh, may have understood or misunderstood all that you do and the way that changed over time. And if people would like to hear that interview, they can do so. Just search uh, Paso Podcast, Tao School Zone, and it'll come up on all of your search things. And today we have a different area of focus, and I will uh, let you as the expert share more about that for our listeners, but it's something that um, will have been released to the community this Thursday, and if you're listening on KNC, that would be today. And it's something that takes a look at the schools, the infrastructure and the systems you've been looking at all this time, but in a new way. It's it's a report, and I don't know that there's been a lot of reports coming out of Tell School Zone. Is this the kind of first um, summary report uh, that Tell School Zone has worked on regarding schools? Or you know, I'm not yes. sure. Yeah, tell us more yes, about that. Yes, and it 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 arose. People like to use the word organically. So a couple of years ago, we were trying to help a bunch of different organizations and schools develop shared goals. And so those goals were predicated on data, but then we realized that nobody had the same data. So we commissioned the Center for Community Analysis at New Mexico State to put together a, an education snapshot for all the schools in Taos County. And there are three school districts wow. in Taos County. Mm. We got 36,000 people and three school districts, 26 schools. So that was put together by CCA and we looked at it and we said, you know, we all know that we want to do better with literacy, with math, with graduation rates, with social and emotional learning. Um, and so we didn't really want to put out a report that said things aren't so great. So we thought we would cloak it in um, some insights and concepts that had been developed over the last five years. We've been meeting with nonprofit organizations for at least that length of time. We've been doing surveys of teachers and school staff. We've worked with the community school site coordinators. Um, and we've worked with employers who in Taos are always saying, we can't get good people. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, okay, come on in, help us figure this out. So um, the report consists of observations that have been made 
to us by other folks over the last five years. And we took those and we said, how can we solve those issues or at least improve things? And so we've said, what if this were to happen? And I'll give you some examples in a minute. What if this were to happen? Because we know that people aren't necessarily open because we're all human beings to someone saying, you know what you ought to do? You ought to do this. <laughs> so it's a what if. And we hope people will go, well, what if? Well, maybe we could do this or maybe we could do that. But there is also a subset of the human race that tends to go, oh, that would never work. And so we have examples of places where it has worked. In many cases here in Taos, we've had some programs that went away that really were excellent and had really good outcomes, and we should bring those back. So um, involved in this has been um, a, more than 50, I think, nonprofits and employers and the, those kinds of folks. And then we convened some groups from early childhood, K through 12, and post-secondary career to talk more mm, in a more focused way about the areas they work in and what could be improved. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, additional context for this report, which it sounds as though, uh, just to summarize in things that I heard, include ideas on how to help support and improve these uh, school systems and or support the staff and the things that people like to see happen and referencing things that have been successful in the past that should be considered to be brought back. And this, in a lot of ways, um, is a different approach than what our community might be used to as this, what I think was annual assessment of schools by giving them a grade. And then basically, I would interpret uh, as a parent and a community member, uh, oh, I'm going to look in this and, and uh, see who got a good and bad grade and feel good or bad about the school my kid's at. And instead of that, this is a different approach that perhaps adds a different perspective to that analysis of how our schools are doing. And I love that it sounds like you shared that you include points of reference for things that have existed that did really well in the past. And I don't know if this is something that's included in it because I haven't seen the report yet um, as we were pre-recording this, but um, you know, something that I can relate to when it comes to Paso is that there was a center at the heart of town that um, I don't remember what it's called right now, but they did uh, provide uh, a hub for parents to come and trade toys or get resources for families. And that funding went away. And then suddenly there's new funding that a couple years later, they end up hiring me to help out with where I just slowly realized, oh, we basically need what we had before. And they're like, well, yeah, but we don't have the funding anymore. And so it goes in circles. And maybe that's some of what you reference and, and maybe it's what part of the experience and process was for you. It, it, yes, it does go in circles because as we all know, things customarily get funded for three years mm. and then the funding goes away and the funder goes on to the next new cool thing. Um, and so we talk about that some. Um, th things sort of congregated into five different areas. Um, and so which includes, and it's kind of like a, what if we had early childhood education and family support for every child? What if there were social and emotional health for every child and every teacher mm -hmm. at every school? What if 
there were community involvement and parent involvement and support for every child's education? What if there were success for every child after high school? And what if there were excellent and equitable education through leadership and collaboration? Because we're a little short on that. Mm. Um, so one of the ideas that has come out of this is a central entity that would work with the school districts that would bring the school districts together because things are horribly inequitable right now. You've got Cuesta, you've got Panasco. They're much smaller than Taos. Taos doesn't necessarily work with them um, and doesn't necessarily work closely with the charter schools. Mm -hmm. So you may have an after-school program that's awesome at Enos, but if your kid doesn't go to Enos, they don't get to participate. And so what we need is this entity that could help strategically, that could maybe hire, um, could maybe could coordinate after-school programs, summer camps, professional development for teachers, maybe could hire a grant writer that could take advantage of all of this funding for um, uh, rural schools that we can't because we don't have anybody to go after the money and then also to administer the grants. So that's an idea. And, you know, the um, new superintendent at Penasco is the old assistant superintendent from Taos. Hmm. And she's all over it. She said, this is, this sounds like a great idea to me. Um, but we just have to see how well people can collaborate. And my sense is that if a lot of money were coming in, they could collaborate. <laughs> that does, that gets to my question, you know, as we were referring to previously, uh, for things, I'll, I'll try to take it a step back from people that don't necessarily work with nonprofits. Um, you know, if you're selling um, food on the corner for $5 each, however many of those $5 things you sell is how much money you have access to. And it's a real capitalist business approach. Whereas when you receive grants or you receive funding for a period of time to make an idea happen that oftentimes seeks to be of benefit to the community, that money doesn't always last because it doesn't um, pay for itself, so to speak. And sometimes it's supposed to jumpstart an idea and someone else will figure out how to keep it going in the term called sustainability. And so with this, um, how did you decide to approach uh, the, not only the ideas of what could help our community, but how might that become an action that is supported financially? Is that something that you guys went into as far as the report, or is that something that remains to be seen based upon those who want to take that idea and run with it? That, um, but we found examples in different places. For example, in California, which we don't tend to use as an example in New Mexico, but whatever. Um, it, they have county offices of education. It's a government thing, and they coordinate the schools. In Washington State, they have um, educational service districts, which is a, not an exciting phrase, <laughs> but they coordinate um, the public schools, the charter schools, the private schools, and everybody at least knows what is going on. Yeah. Um, so there are places, and there are a lot of rural areas throughout the country where, where people collaborate because they have to, mm. because they just don't have access to enough resources if they don't do that. And moreover, somebody has to take the long view. And the teachers and the schools are so beleaguered that they can't do that right now. All they can do is keep their head above water. So this is a way to help yeah. facilitate more sort of long-term thinking within the schools. Yeah, it's exciting, actually, because I'm spending more time right now working in a school, and it's eye-opening for me. 
um, as someone who previously just tried to collaborate from outside the school. Um, for instance, if my and other people's approach was, well, it sounds like the schools would love more community support. Yet, when some people or organizations try to offer it, it seems very difficult to have received by the schools. And I'm starting to learn why. Um, and as you're sharing that, um, it sounds like, you know, my question essentially is who is the audience for the report? I'm imagining it's kind of anyone. Um, but what are you thinking as far as who's going to respond to this or dive into it and what that might look like? There are community members. Um, it's, it's, it's oriented toward the whole community. So if you're an individual community member, not associated with any nonprofit or anything, you know, it asks you, do you have skills? Would you like to mentor a kid? Do you know how much mentors are needed? Um, it's also for the nonprofits, um, because, um, one of the things that we talk about in here was in here is creating a culture of evaluation because nonprofits don't necessarily evaluate impacts. They have a tendency to evaluate numbers. Mm-hmm. So it's like we served 250 kids. And so what, you know, what, what changed anything? So the nonprofits is suggested in here that they start thinking about evaluating their impact and it's also recommended to the funders that they start requiring that impact be evaluated because you can't keep throwing money away, throwing time away on programs that aren't making a difference for our kids. We don't have time to waste. We don't have money to waste. We got to get it done. Mm. I appreciate the clarity of that as difficult as might be to implement, but that's why this report is hopefully one step forward in providing some more information for folks and, and pushing that needle forward and not just the, the numbers of, uh, the dream of, you know, like you said, shaking a million hands, uh, <laughs> can have various <laughs> outcomes, <laughs> uh, especially during COVID, I guess there's a weird joke there, but it wasn't even supposed to be a joke. Anyway, with our last minute, uh, any last thoughts, Catherine, thank you so much for sharing some insight into this report that, uh, is released this week. Um, uh, is there any, for those, for those who haven't seen it yet, it's, it's in the Taos news. Is that the method by which you're releasing it? It's an insert. I was going to say, it looks like this, but this is radio. Um, and what we're asking people to do is we're asking entities. So it could be employers, could be nonprofits to convene their leadership, ask their leadership to review it. And then, let us know how they think it might impact their work in the future and send us a little summary of, of what they're thinking about. So that's the next step for this Towes County education snapshot. Wonderful. Well, thanks again, Catherine. I, I will do that with my organization. Um, and, uh, uh, obviously you've, you've done so much work leading up to this. Congratulations on completing it. Um, who, I I don't know if you have any sense of where this work goes from now, but maybe it's based upon what the reaction is, or do you already have some things in mind? Based on the reaction. And and what do the nonprofits, what do the school boards say when they've looked at it? Because we have to change things and the schools really need the community's help. So Mm -hmm. that's what this is all about. Great. Well, thanks again, Catherine. And, uh, TowSchoolZone.org is the website. Um, SchoolZoneTaos.org. Don't ask me how that happened. Okay, cool. (laughs) Just look up both and you'll find it. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Catherine, for all your work and appreciate you sharing this. And thanks to everybody who listened and came to you for your support. And uh, go check out the report. Discuss it with your family members and friends if you'd like and get involved if you're not already in, in our community in new ways. Don't be scared. We're all figuring things out together. And uh, thanks for helping to make that possible, Catherine.
Thank you so much. Take care.